When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, the head advocate of the Big Titty Committee of 69 Whiskey. Did somebody say titties? And the undercover brother of the Bro Migos podcast, Matt here. And it's time for my homeboy, Chef Aaron, to cook up another great episode of the I Had to Say It podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to I Had to Say It. So we're going to start off Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman. Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, and Javier, thank you guys for the support. You guys are awesome. Uh, feel free to go to uh, I had to say it podcast.com and click on the uh, money tab, I believe, and then you'll find all those ways to support me. If you would like to hear your name added to this list and get access to uh, guest episodes that are compl- uncut and uh, some special episodes I recorded for you know, supporters exclusively. Uh, believe it or not, there are certain things that I don't say on the free feeds that you'll only hear if you sign up for that. Uh, a little more information about me, a little more information about other things. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's all the uh, shilling I'm going to do for the pod right now. Um, so I made a post on a couple of social medias uh, last week that I had an announcement to make uh, coming up in this episode, so we're going to start with that, just so anybody that happened to decide they want to listen to the episode to hear the announcement can hear the announcement and then decide whether or not they want to stick around for the rest of the babbling. So, uh, coming up in about, as of the day of this recording, it's like six and a half weeks, we will be coming up on the three-year anniversary of this episode, or of the show, so... Uh, I've lost count of the number of episodes. I think I've done 190-some episodes at this point um, over the last three years. And so that's the first thing I'm saying, which is part of the announcement, is coming up on the three-year episode, I have an intention to do something new with the show. Now, I'm going to continue the Tuesday episodes that are going to be me doing my thing and venting my spleen about whatever happens to be uh, caught in my craw at the particular moment where I sit down in front of this microphone But the second thing I want to do, I want to add another facet of the show. And I know I've talked about like doing live streaming episodes and things like that. And I still want to do that too. But one thing I need to do is I want to grow the show a little bit more. So I am going to be adding another episode. Uh, We're going to start out doing it bi-weekly. And I am looking for a co-host for this new episode. like spinoff edition, whatever you want to call it, the uh, every other week episode that is going to probably drop on maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, uh, depending on how the schedule works. So that is my first announcement is I am holding uh, sort of a casting call, an audition process. So if uh, you have any interest in sitting down with me for maybe hour, hour and a half, once every other week, 
just to kind of discuss the uh, events of the world, how things are going. If you are a current podcaster, you know, and you know what is entailed in getting into this, that's great. Um, if you're a non-podcaster and you have an interest in actually trying to get out and give this a go, also great. So here's what I want you to do. Uh, you can either reach out to me on social media or email me and either do a verbal audition clip if you have the equipment and the setup to do a recording or write me some kind of letter or something saying why you think we would have a good dynamic, what you think we would bring to the table, and why you want to actually do something involving talking to me for a couple hours every month. And yeah, so we're going to do this until the end of August where I will then pick the winner if I get entries, and if not, I will come up with an alternative solution and try and figure something else on, because I do want to grow the program, and then hopefully the new segment will launch at the beginning of September. So that's the first announcement. The other announcement is tying into this show. Uh, if you're anything resembling a regular listener, I appreciate you know you listening every week to me babble and vent my spleen. And... um. Seeing as I usually don't have anything to do with the the milestone stuff, I don't pay attention to the number of plays I get. I don't really pay attention to what episode I'm on. The only reason I remember that I'm coming up on three years is because it's a really easy number for me to remember because the first episode was on the 31st of August, and this will be the third time since then that that day has rolled around. So at that point... Um, I, I'm gonna, you know, try and do a like three year anniversary episode because apparently that's a thing podcasts do and they hit landmark things and I just want to try doing something different. So I'm going to put out a kind of a request. If you're a fan of the show and you happen to have the capacity to record a message, it would be great if you could send that over and we're going to do kind of like a feedback episode with, I'm going to splice together all the audio clips and all that fun stuff and maybe, you know, respond to some of them. If there are questions or comments that warrant a response as opposed to just, you know, hey, you know, great job, keep up the good work or whatever. I mean, to which I would just say thank you and move on to whatever the next thing on the itinerary is. And if you want to leave a message but you don't actually have any recording stuff, you can call into the phone number that uh, I have set up for the podcast. And that number is area code 815-661-6464. Um, I know I never, ever talk about that. I, I set it up with the intention of taking phone calls from you guys and getting feedback in episodes and I never bring it up. I never mention. It. I'm going to try and be better about remembering to do that because I did put a, you know, a, a, the phone numbers on the website, but if you haven't gone to the website, how do you know it's there? So yeah, that's the, uh, call in number for the, uh, the show. It's, uh, I put it up during all the, the couple of live streams I've done when I did like the the one chip challenge and a couple of where I just randomly hopped on lives. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, I, I maintain it so I can keep it active, but I don't ever really get any phone calls. I've gotten one message over the last couple of years and it was actually a very nice one. I saved it. And so, yeah, that would be appreciated if you guys wanted to call in or send a message or email a message or whatever. Sometimes people have a story to tell. It could be a story of triumph or a story of sorrow. However, it's their story. It's important to keep their story authentic, in their own words, and delivered in a delicate way. That's where Unfiltered Discussions podcast comes in. I'm Brian Howard. I talk with my guests about tough subjects and pivotal moments. I'd love for you to hear their stories. 
Subscribe to Unfiltered Discussions on your favorite podcast platform. Let's ensure their stories are heard. Uh, yeah, so let's get down to it. The uh, meat and potatoes of this episode, as it were. The thoughts that have been rolling around in my little noggin uh, for the last few days. And this is admittedly not something I saw myself copping to um, or even, you know, believing. But it is something I do feel the need to address because I was actually um, tagged in a post about a interview that was done by Tucker Carlson uh, with Andrew Tate. Now, now, under normal circumstances, neither of those names really inspire a huge urge for me to go interact and see what the, the deal may be. In a lot of ways, because Tucker tends to run long on these new Twitter interviews that he does. And I never was a fan of Andrew Tate. I kind of, he very much struck me as you know, kind of a blowhard douchebag. And he hasn't entirely allayed that fact, uh, that stance, that opinion. I do still think he's kind of a douchebag. However, since it was recommended to me by someone whose opinion I trust, which would be uh, McShane from Whiskey Hell, I did take the time out of my day and and give it a listen and kind of a watch. Um, I turned it out on my phone and streamed it through my headset while I was doing stuff at work because fortunately for me, I can actually listen to things while I'm working. And it doesn't impact my productivity or anything like that, so good for me. And i got to be honest, it was in some ways kind of eye-opening. Now, I still am not a huge Andrew Tate fan. I pretty much probably never will be. And that goes to multiple factors, some of which being... Uh, he and I don't see eye to eye on everything. We probably never will because I'm sure he doesn't give a shit what I think because by his definition, probably don't really rate just because I am not nearly as successful as he is. I'm not rich. I'm not powerful. I don't have the freedom and independence that he does because I'm not rich and powerful. And that's due to choices I've made. I don't lay that blame on anybody else's feet but my own. And that's uh, part of the difference, The part of the dividing the separating factors, I do own up to the fact that my current life, my current existence, my current status is all directly due to the choices I've made over the course of my life. Now, do I think this makes me less of a man? No, not really. Uh, Am I completely satisfied with my life and myself? No, I'm not. But I don't take the, you know, the weak-minded approach as as he would look at it, which, and, and then this is one of those things I agree on. Just saying your circumstances are what they are and you can't do anything about it and you're just going to lay down and accept them is weak-minded when it comes to terms of things like, you know, fidelity and being able to sleep with whoever you want to and other things like that and saying that you have to be in top physical shape or in order to land quality women and be able to have sex with whoever you want whenever you want. Yeah, no, I'm not entirely on board with that uh, because I don't agree with it. I know people that are not in peak physical shape that are still mentally strong, that are still, they're not in peak physical shape, but they still have someone that is a quality partner for them that they care about, they love about, and so on and so forth. Now, on the other hand, he did say a lot of things that I do agree with, whether he's being railroaded or not. And it does kind of seem like the charges against him are pretty weak. They don't have 
any corroborating evidence. They've basically said the people that they're accusing him of trafficking have not co-signed it. They've said, in fact, the opposite, that that's ridiculous. And the argument based on what he said is real weak. And I haven't taken the time to do any real research into it. But I do give Tucker Carlson enough credit that his staff did the did the due diligence so he wouldn't just go on there and co- blithely co-sign statements that were factually inaccurate. And with that caveat in place, so presuming he's kind of being railroaded to shut him up because people think he's a bad influence, a lot of what he says, like I said, I don't agree with the whole defining success via how much shit you buy and how many people you're banging. That's, I mean, if that's how you want to define your own success, so be it. That's that's your life. Live it how you want. But a lot of the points he brought up over the span of this, like, two-hour interview were very valid. They are statements about the way society is going right now that, real, realistically, they don't allow strong men to be strong men. They don't promote these ideals and there are certain things that are physiologically changing that are weakening our society as a whole and without going into like the full-on conspiracy territory it's not accidental it's like deliberate behavior and the fact that there are so many people going out of their way to silence this fucking guy i mean if he was just an asshole you could just say look he's an asshole and that would probably be the end of it. But like countries are actively trying to game their algorithms in their social media things to like prevent certain people from seeing this guy, a guy who's telling you, you know, be healthy, go to the gym. If you be strong mentally, be strong physically, be capable. And as, as much as the guy irritates me, why are these bad traits to try and encourage in people? It's, and you, and so that got me thinking more in terms of you look at everything else that's going on and there are literally stories coming out in the media now and it's really more and more divisive, more us versus them mindset, which is utter bullshit. It's not accidental. It's to keep the population divided. I say this all the time. They want to keep us focused on each other so we're not focused on them. But why are news media outlets putting out information saying Going to the gym is a trait of right-wing, you know, MAGA supremacy type shit. And I've seen things saying it's being in shape is rooted in white supremacy. Are you fucking kidding me? Being healthy is should not be being pushed as problematic or based on any political or socioeconomic stance it's being fucking healthy i've had problems for years with this like there's one thing to be body body positive and accept people for their despite their flaws and imperfections there's another thing saying being ridiculously unhealthy is beautiful and you shouldn't have to be discriminated against you're not being discriminated against you're suffering the consequences of a life choice if you're a fucking land whale yes you need to pay for multiple seats on an airline you know why because you take up multiple fucking seats nobody's entitled to have other people have to eat the cost of their fucking bad decisions if you are told by your doctor that you need to exercise and lose weight you're not being discriminated against your doctor isn't phobic they're trying to keep you alive you dumb shit 
Speaking as somebody who happens to be in the morbidly obese category myself, and I'm working on it. I'm working on it every fucking day at this point. You feel better when you're not. That's uh, speaking as someone who used to be in shape, got lazy, got fat, and is now working on getting back in shape. You're a lot better off if you just maintain your health to begin with and you don't allow yourself to come to this stance because for whatever reason, our systems are coded to be fine with being fat. It's like a sedentary lifestyle is a lot harder to snap back from than if you just maintain a healthy level of activity to fucking begin with. So ultimately, that is one area where Andrew Tate and I happen to agree. You should be working to be healthy. Now, I'm not quite as extreme to it as he is. You know, his attitude is you're, you're upset, go to the gym. You feel like shit, go to the gym. You just got dumped, go to the gym. You just lost your job, go to the gym. And for him, that makes sense. For him, being in peak physical condition was a job asset because he was a professional fighter. And he came from nothing to be to the point where he's got Bugattis and monies and a fucking castle and all this other shit. And he he did it f- from zero, but through being determined, through being focused, being mentally disciplined, having physical discipline. And the two often go hand in hand. When you are training to fight, when you are training to do contact sports, to do combat sports, when you're training just to, if you're training to run a marathon, that takes a certain degree of mental discipline, which makes you more determined, more focused, and more importantly, it makes you harder to fucking manipulate. And ultimately, that's kind of what I think this is about, because the same people that are decrying this guy for talking about his version of masculinity, and like I said, I think I hate the phrase toxic masculinity in a lot of ways because it implies that being masculine is a bad thing. But yeah, there are some of his attitudes that I think are fucking toxic because they focus on the wrong things. There's nothing wrong with having a life you are content with as long as it's contentment and not fucking settling for something. When you decide you don't need to have all this shit to be happy, there's nothing wrong with as long as you're doing it from a, a place of like mental strength and not giving up, there's nothing wrong with having a simpler basic life. As long as you have the things you need, your personal necessities to make you happy. And it, again, like I said, as long as you're not settling for it, as long as you're not miserable with what you have in life, with your lot in life, then you're not settling. You're not displaying mental weakness just because you don't have the $250,000 car and the $3 million house. Because, I mean, realistically, the, the the world needs street sweepers too, you know? It's not like everybody is going to be at the top of the fucking mountain. So you're going to drive yourself fucking crazy because, like it or not, not everybody's going to fucking get there. And it's it's kind of a shame because... Ultimately, at the end of the day, financial security and independence are the things that are going to afford you the most freedom in your life. The ability to pick up and fucking leave so you're not stuck somewhere when you don't like your circumstances anymore. I've talked about it in the past, and it's still rolling around in my head now that uh, I've talked about income mobility. I've recommended uh, you go check out the Jason Stapleton program, uh, talk to him, listen to him. Uh, he's very responsive if you reach out to him on social media with a legitimate 
you know, thing, not just to be obnoxious or annoying or anything and not looking for a handout, but the guy's willing to share his knowledge and help people. And that's not something you should just turn your nose up at. And he, he's very big proponent of financial freedom and financial independence. And those are things that like it or not, Tate was saying the same thing. When you have the money to pick up and go when you need to, when you can go where you're going to live your best life, you're going to be happier. He's not wrong. Now his approach towards it. Yeah. He's kind of douchey. His delivery of a lot of the stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be abrasive. It can be annoying actually. Um, he, but he's very well spoken for being somebody who made it, made his fortune getting punched in the fucking head. He's, he's coherent. And a lot of what he says makes sense. I mean, it almost it, it it almost irritates me that I'm saying this because I in a certain degree I mean this is one of those things too where I feel I'm maybe a little better grounded I'm actually capable of backpedaling and saying okay maybe I was wrong was I completely wrong no I was not completely wrong like I said I do find the guy fucking abrasive still but he raises a lot of valid points now some of his things I don't agree with him on uh, but when it comes to the mental fortitude the physical well being. He ain't fucking wrong. When it comes to having the discipline to not be easily controlled and to not just accept what's being forced down your fucking throat, yeah, I'm all on board with that. And that got me thinking more in terms of other shit that's being pushed that's just fucking divisive and stupid. And it's not accidental. It's it's being done deliberately to try and weaken this country, basically. And realistically there's nothing we can do at this point if you think voting for a certain individual or throwing your support behind one political party or the other or anything at this point really is going to make a difference it's not going to work you need to take care of you and yours you need to be mentally strong you need to be physically healthy you need to be capable you need to be mobile you need to be ready to do what you're going to have to do to take care of your family because the powers that be are just shoving this device of bullshit harder than ever it's gotten to the point where the media has basically been completely outed as being totally partisan and they've got the government still trying to actively censor what can and can't be said which is going to be problematic in the short term we've got sleepy joe basically sleepwalking us towards world war three because he activated u.s troops to go over to europe to eastern europe and um yeah, this is really a bad thing. We don't have any vested interest in there. So all you can do at this point is kind of buckle down and take care of your family, take care of yourselves, be healthy, get in shape. And here's a little thought, because if we do get drawn into an armed conflict on the other side of the planet, things are going to go badly. I can honestly see that being a tipping point here. If they start to reinstitute the draft uh, there's going to be a lot of pushback. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, fuck no, we're not going over there to do it. Um, I don't think it will necessarily go the way it did back in the 60s when they were protesting Vietnam. I don't think it's going to be a lot of love-ins. I think it's going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. There's gonna Shit's going to pop off. And realistically, even if you're like prepping in terms of stocking up on food and water and supplies, and even if you are... Assuming if you're listening to me, I'm going to assume you're probably one of the people that has at least a couple of firearms in your house. But here's the thing: if you if you got a backpack full of stuff and a bug out bag, but you're not in good enough shape where you can really walk for any kind of extended amount of time, lugging around 50 pounds of gear, 
You know, I mean, ammunition is heavy. Carry, carry, soldiers train for that shit on a regular basis. That's why they can walk around with rucksacks. That's why they go rucking. If you're not doing that yourself, you're putting you're, you're basically a walking loot crate at that point. So, you know, it's that's why being in shape and being healthy is important. Being mentally sound and f- having the mental fortitude to deal with this shit is going to be m- very important as well. Um, I, I mean, I've talked about this so many fucking times where it's like you have to start preparing because shit is getting like worse than it's ever been in my lifetime. And that gets to be a little longer time every day. But I mean, I feel like I'm being melodramatic, but at the same time, these are unprecedented times. I'm sick of living in unprecedented times. I'd like just an average fucking day for a change. I'm getting tired of every time I turn on the the TV or turn on the internet fire up my my fucking you know social media apps to check on my friends and see what I can uh, look at for in terms of the show you know it's doom and gloom and the world's going to come to an end because a bunch of rich old cocksuckers are pushing division to enrich, enrich themselves further and in the meantime we're all paying the price we're all we're all you know collateral damage we're not a priority they only give a shit about people as long as they're worried about getting your votes that's literally the end of it so you have to prepare for yourself you have to get ready for yourself you have to make sure you are in a place where you are going to not be completely blindsided if shit goes sideways and i hate that we live in a country and in a world where that has to be a legitimate issue but it is so so i guess that's where i'm going to wrap it up for now because uh, I, I feel like i'm getting rambly more and more so than usual and um I'm going to say, you know, take care of yourselves because if you can't take care of yourself, then there's no way you can help take care of each other either. And uh, for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show. Buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.